You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go my back. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is a subdued Natty Wallach, and we are a Camilla Stanthony podcast that occasionally talks fantasy basketball. Natty, how are you doing today? I'm well, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, I feel a little under the weather. I am good. I, I do want to say we're recording this as the... Uh, Nuggets are playing the Celtics on the Sunday matinee game. And we have a lot riding on this game because we split our coverage on Aaron Gordon as to whether or not he was going to be a stud or Mm. dud this week. And uh, it's not looking good for me, Natty. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I needed Aaron Gordon to have like a 25 plus fantasy point game and uh, not happening, not happening. And there's about six minutes left in this game. So uh, it's going to be a t- four minutes, excuse me, a tall task for Aaron Gordon to suddenly score like 20 some odd points and uh, get me the amount of points I need in order to, to even the numbers back out for him to be a, a, a stud. But uh, it seems like he will be a dud. Um, also somehow after, even after Jason Tatum's 53 points, uh a couple of games ago i am still losing to you in our fantasy league which just goes to show man our my team is just cursed a lot of bad luck this year i mean every every league is gonna have people that were just but me especially i just we, we can agree i have the most bad luck out of all of fantasy basketball right i i mean i've loved your team <laughs> since the beginning it's just and it's just it's not, been, not performing you know, not having kd is really yeah. brutal I know it's, it is, it is crippling, but, uh, you know, I can't complain as I said, before we started recording, currently watching the Celtics on a, on a 20 to three run against one of the best teams in the West. I will take that. Um, all right, well, let's get talking fantasy basketball as we do every week. We are going to cover the waiver wire and then talk some DFS uh, studs and duds for the waiver wire. We have four categories. We have our dunks. These are players 70% and under rostered on ESPN layups, 50% and under and open threes, 35% and under. And then finally our long twos, 20% and under rostered on ESPN. I will start us off this week with a dunk. My dunk this week is uh Celtics favorite of mine, but uh, no longer on the team. Kelly Olynyk, fifty-seven percent roster in ESPN. He has played nine rock uh, nine games with the Rockets since getting traded. In those games, he's averaging seventeen points, seven point nine rebounds, three assists, and shooting thirty-nine percent from three on five point uh, one attempts. Offensive, the offense and boards uh, and low key assist numbers. The the boards and assists are a combo that you might think are are easy to come by, but only 15 players in the NBA this season are giving you seven and a half boards and at least three assists. And they are Embiid, Giannis, Luca, the honeypot, LeBron, Harden, Cat, Vucevic, 
Julius Randle Caesar, the Brow, Sergeant Westbrook, <laughs> Sabonis, Bam, the discount LaMelo Ball, Ben Simmons, and Mason Plumley. So that boards and assists is not a normal Yeah, combo. big mace. Yeah, big mace getting it done. Uh, so the boards and assists, not a normal combo. And uh, getting that on your fantasy squad is, is a must. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk is great. He's been um, sort of a fan favorite every team he goes to. And it seems like they're just playing him, you know? Like there's a dearth of players in Houston and you got to play who you got and uh you know i'm 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 liking who they have actually we've talked about jay sean tate a lot on this show christian wood is a big fave um it's you know not the best thing for a houston fan you started out the season with james harden and now you have kelly Olynyk, and you don't have victor oladipo but uh this is a great fantasy player to have for the stretch run. There's one or two weeks left for uh, most leagues and, you know, ride him while you can. Yeah. And he's a guy too. We've talked a lot about the Rockets where you, and you said this, like, you know, they're playing the guys who are hot. Kelly Olenek's getting a lot of runtime there. He's shooting well. He seems like a clear guy to just roster and ride it for uh, as much as it's worth. Natty, who's your dunk this week? My dunk is another person we've spoken of recently, Mr. Miles Bridges. Oh, did you see that dunk he put on yeah. Clint Capella? He's he's just sensational. Oh um, my god. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's yes. great. He's 67% rostered. He is number 79 on the player raider over the past month. Since March 1st, he's fourth in minutes per game for Charlotte. Uh, over the last 10 games, he's 30-plus minutes per game, 12-plus points, 6-plus boards, over a dime, one block per game, 4-plus three-point attempts on 43% shooting from outside, and 51 from the floor overall. Those are, you know, like 12-6, and six, like Miles Turner stats um, mm -hmm. with fewer blocks and more three-pointers made. Um, and Miles Turner is 97% rostered. Miles Bridges has safe minutes and safe shots because people keep falling off that team. And he's just such a dynamic player. It would be a shame for them to play him any less anyway. So uh, Charlotte's, you know, trying to stick to the fourth seed in the East and they have to play who they have. Um, and Bridges has been definitely better than Washington over the last month. Uh, so I think he's a safe bet and you can get him in a bunch of leagues. Yes, he is. He is 100%. Like we talked about him on last week's show. And if he is still available on your roster this week, you he is a must add in my opinion, because of the fact yeah. locked in starter minutes, like the, he's averaging 30 plus. I mean, what is he averaging over the last four games, 34 minutes a game uh, over the last three seen at least 10 attempts per game. Like the offense is there. The rebounds are there. He's getting you assists too, which is always saucy. And we talked about this when we were talking about him last week. It's like, you also just like want to root for guys on your team. And he is a great guy to root for because yeah. he does crazy absurd shit on the court in, in terms of dunking and alley-oops and all that kind of stuff. And it's a lot of fun to be able to like root for that and enjoy watching him put Clint Capella on an absolute poster uh, and be like, yes. And that got me points uh, for my fantasy team. There's also the issue of volume. Like I said, we're either a week or two weeks away from playoffs for most teams. Before Sunday's games, there were only six teams in the NBA who had 
played either 50 or 51 total games this year. So they have the most games left to play, only six. The Spurs and the Grizzlies both had 50, but they both played today. So they have 21 games left. The Pacers, the Mavs, the Bulls, and Charlotte each have 20. So these are the six teams with the most volume remaining. All six of them are still in the playoff hunt. So it's not like anyone's going to get rested. So with Bridges, like these six teams have safe minutes for the guys that they need to play in order to improve their standing before the playoffs. So I think these are safe minutes for all the teams involved. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. All right, my layup for this week: a guy who is fifty percent and under rostered on ESPN. He is right at that fifty percent marker. Uh, he is a super sexy name this week because he had yeah. a monster game uh, last night. But that is Gary Trent Jr. He started all nine games uh, since getting traded to Toronto, averaging seventeen point nine points, shooting forty five percent from the field, forty one from three. Obviously coming off of a 44 point game where he went 17 for 19, which is just absolutely bonkers. Um, I'm also putting good vibes out there because I, uh, in my other league, I dropped John wall for uh, Gary Trent jr. Just before John wall came back. Like literally John wall had been out for like seven games. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. I need some production on my roster. So I drop him. Gary Trent Jr. John Wall comes back instantly and drops like 30 in each of his last games, last few games, which is, you know, just terrific for me. Uh, but, but you know, he won't play nearly as much as Gary. Exactly. Trent, like he's total he's, minutes. He's going to get injured at some point again, but uh, Gary or Trent just rest. Jr. Like, who, who, yeah. what do they care? Uh, but Gary Trent Jr. has like, has come out and said that he uh, feels loved in Toronto, which is something I yep. guess he didn't feel in Portland. Uh Nevertheless, like things seem to be clicking for him. Uh, obviously, he's not going to put up those kinds of numbers with regularity, but still the offense and the s- scoring efficiency that he has displayed throughout his career and specifically when entering Toronto and that team has been so injured too in the uh, backcourt that yeah, his minutes are pretty locked in. His role is pretty locked in. He's going to be a guy who I think is going to, you know, he's going to get you top 100 production pretty easily uh, from here on out. And Toronto needs to play him because they need to find out what they have right exactly. and how he fits and you know they're still in the playoff hunt they are in the 11th seed right now they're a game behind chicago um there's i mean geez there's no reason to think that he won't get as much run as they can possibly give him over the next couple of weeks especially because even though lowry and van vliet should be coming back soon you know, are you going to run them into the ground? You're, you're going to try to play them as much as you can, but I still think that his minutes, Gary Trent Jr.'s should be up. Yeah. Uh, who is your layup for this week? My layup is a guy that we continue to talk about and I will continue to push because <laughs> he is a top 40 player over the pl- past month. Mr. Derek White, who's 46% owned on the Spurs. He's a top 50 player. And he's under 50% owned over the past month. Like it's been a while. He's third in minutes per game over the past month, third in shots. Uh, You know, he's an absolute starter with safe minutes for the Spurs. Again, a team with a bunch of games left and a team that's trying to make the playoffs. Over the past month, Derek White's averaged 16 plus points per game, three plus boards, three plus dimes, one plus block for a guard, which we've said before is super nice. Yeah, love that and two plus three pointers made his ratios haven't been great this year, but you know, he was coming back from 
uh, being out for a while and they should improve. His usage is the highest of his career. And I just want to point out that on the season, only four people average three plus boards, three plus dimes, one plus block, and a three-pointer made per game. It's Embiid, Giannis, Durant, and Big Cat. And like we said last week or two weeks ago, those are, you know, enormous dudes. Derek White is 6'4". The blocks and the perimeter shooting um, and the minutes are really a combination that you should be 80% owned. I think. Yes, totally. I mean, he's a top 50 player over the past month, which is going to help a ton of teams get into the playoffs. He started off really slow, like I said, but um, he's raring to go right now. And if he's available, you should absolutely pick him up. Yeah. And the thing is, is, and, and like when you, when we talk about guys like Derek white, who's a guard who gets you blocks, or when I talk about Kelly Olenek, who is a big, who gets you, you know, assists to go with rebounds. The beauty of having those guys on your fantasy team is that it then frees up positions that that you're traditionally looking for those numbers to come from to not have to find guys that fill that role. So like, if you have a guy like Derek white as a, at a guard guard or forward position for you, then if you're looking for a power forward or center or a big who off of waivers, you can find a guy who exclusively gets you offense or exclusively gets you rebounds, you know, like an Enos Cantor, who's not going to get you defense. He's not available, obviously, because he put up 30, 30 rebounds boards. Night. Jesus Christ. Against Enos Cantor. Detroit. My yeah, God. Great job. Um, but like a guy like that who is going to get you boards and maybe and points, but not anything defensively numbers. But you're not worried about that because you have someone like Derek White who you're still getting that defensive production f- on your team overall, just not from a position that you're traditionally looking for it from. Uh, it just allows a lot more flexibility with how you structure your team and the kind of players who you can get on your roster without sacrificing different stat categories. And D white is so young. Um, there's no real reason to think that the blocks won't continue for the foreseeable future. So I feel like he's a strong dynasty play as well. Um, and you're exactly right. Like you're trying to fill up stat cats wherever you can, but it makes things easier for you as a team. If you can fill some of those categories with outside of the usual positions. Yeah. hundred percent agree. A uh, quick life update. The uh, Boston Celtics have beaten the Denver Nuggets 105 to 87. The Celtics trailed by 14 points and then went on a 31 to three run. Mm. In nice. order to, Without uh, threes, really. In order to win. Yes. And with absolutely uh, no three point shot. Uh, all right. My open three for this week. It's you. You love this guy. It is uh, Thomas Sadoransky for the Chicago Bulls. 27% rostered in April. He is averaging nine points, 3.2 rebounds, seven assists and 1.4 steals per game, shooting 57% from the field and 46% from three, just 2.6 attempts. But that's a good, that's a good uh, uh, efficiency from downtown. His scoring isn't the sexiest thing in, in the world, but you can't tell me your fantasy team can't use assists Fact. again, the seven assists, like that number you're like, wow, is that really that great? Only 15 players in the NBA are averaging more than seven assists this season. So I could promise you uh, every single one of those players are on your fantasy on, on a fantasy team right now. So being able to get a guy who is giving you top 15 production in assists in the assist category over is, you know, in this month, 
you love to get that. You're going to roster that 27% rostered. He is wildly available and wildly uh, should be on your roster. And they're playing him. I mean, the yeah. Bulls are three and seven over their last 10. Um, and they're in the 10th seed uh, currently, but they're, it's all hands on deck. They're, they're trying to make the playoffs. They just made that big trade for Vooch. Um, Sato has always been solid. It's just that he doesn't get run. And so um, the dimes, like you said, are hella valuable for this time of year. And, you know, there are other guards out there you can keep your eye on for dimes, like Rajon Rondo will be playing yep. for the Clippers. Um, Killian Hayes came back for the Pistons. Cole Anthony came back for the Magic. So there are probably dimes out there, but those guys probably aren't going to get the minutes that Tomas Adaransky will. So uh, he seems like a safe guy again, which is great for the playoffs, especially if you can't do ad drops if you're in one of those strict leagues. So yeah, absolutely keep your eye on him. Um, and, you know, at this point, I don't think we should really be surprised by what he can do. So, so long as he gets the minutes, he'll give you the stats. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, who's your open three for this week? My open three is a traditional three and D guy. He is number oh, how, 99. How fitting. And we've talked about him before. Sadiq Bay, number 99 over the past month on the player Raider, 14% rostered. So very available. Uh, he's second in minutes per game, third in shots on the Pistons, you know, averaging 13, four and one over the past 30 days, which isn't sexy, but again, he gives you top 100 value at under 20% roster cost. Um, He's averaging six plus three point attempts on the season with a 37% average of all the players who take six plus three point attempts, which is 55 in the NBA, only 12 also shoot better than 37% and have an 87% free throw percentage, which is Sadiq Bay's. Those 12 players are Curry, Dame, Fred Van Vliet, Tatum, PG-13, Kyrie, Kyle Lowry, Patty Mills, of course, B.I. Brandon Ingram, Ingram, Big Cat, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Sadiq Bey. He's a rookie. Seems, seems good. He's a rookie. He's obviously the youngest of that group at 22. This is a guy you can own for the next 10 years. He's yeah. always like he's only going to get better at doing this, and the rest of these stats will fill up as he gets older. Um, I I think he's I I liked Devin Vassell better before the draft or when it happened. Um, but Sadiq Bay, I mean, he's one of the top five rookies this year. I think anybody would agree with that. And it seems like he's just doing everything that people thought he could do. Like he's mm -hmm. not only impressing as a rookie, but you can see that there's more there. So I wouldn't say sky high potential, but you know, an absolute solid 3d guy who's going to play for a long time. And hopefully his efficiency will improve as he goes and yeah. he gets all the minutes and shots because Detroit is rebuilding. Yes, exactly, exactly. And we've seen him put together really good stretches of games where he has gone on. I mean, his last four, he's averaging what? Like, uh, let me quickly, quickly stats and information is on it. 15 While points. you do that, it's just, sorry, what was it? 15.3 points over the last four games, shooting 48% from the field. You love it. 
And when you know that a guy is good from the line, it sort of suggests that his other ratios will right. reach that right. level. So um, I am like, he's not going to win rookie of the year or anything, but I do feel like he's probably first team all rookie. I yeah. mean, at least second. Yeah. So um, he's, he's just safe. He costs you nothing and yeah. you know, he's going to get run. Hundred percent agree with that. Uh, all right, finally our long twos. These are guys who are rostered in twenty percent and under of leagues. Uh, my guy Jalen McDaniel's for the Charlotte Hornets. Another Hornets player. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets benched Bismack Biombo, and McDaniel's has started in his place for the last two games. And in those games is averaging twenty points, six rebounds, four assists, and uh, two point five stocks. Obviously. Uh, you do not scoff at those numbers when they are available no. on the waiver wire. <laughs> like those are ridiculous numbers to be getting at 11% rostered in ESPN. He is a perfect stream candidate this week. Ride the hot hand. Uh, who knows how long his minutes, how long he'll be in the starting lineup. Who knows what his minutes might be down the road, but you don't care about that right now. He is so widely available that it costs you literally nothing. You throw him into your streaming spot in your roster see what he can do for you this week. And maybe he sticks and cements a, a starting role and Bismack Biombo continues to come off the bench, whatever the Charlotte Hornets might be, might wanting to do. Uh, Jalen McDaniels is playing way too well to not be rostered uh, on your, on your team at this moment. And his brother Jaden up in mini is, you know, sort of a starting power forward now as well. So uh, I like both. These good, guys. good in the McDaniels household. Good shit yeah. going on there. Uh, high energy has looked great. And uh, like we said, Charlotte has a bunch of games left and they need to play as hard as they can with the hot hand. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like this pick a lot. Um, mine, my long two is Talon Horton Tucker. Pain Talon Horton Tucker. Talk about this. Six, four, 20 years. He's the guy who the Lakers like wouldn't trade. He's better than, try Ky- uh, than Kyle Lowry. Better than Kyle Lowry is what the Lakers think. It's, I mean, the game yesterday against the Nets, obviously the Nets aren't at full strength and like all the guards got ejected, but <laughs> he still had like 11 assists and he fucking looked great. I really like Taylor Horton Tucker. He sort of plays bigger than he is. Again, he's six four, um, and he, He's just impressive, I think. Uh, Over the last six games for the Lakers, he's fifth in minutes per game, third in shots per game, 13-plus points, three-plus board, three-plus assists, two steals per game, obviously really nice, and two threes, uh, 46% from outside. This is what I like the most, though. On the season, Taylor Horton Tucker is averaging eight-plus drives per game with a 50% field goal percentage on those drives. You love that. And over the last six, he's 14 plus drives per game for the Lakers. LBJ and AD are, you know, quote unquote coming back soon, but it seems like it's going to be like two weeks. Um, So I, if Taylor Horton Tucker can keep this up, then the Lakers are going to have to play him because they are in competition to remain in the fourth or fifth seed. Like it seems like the Clippers are up three games on them for the third. And if LBJ and AD don't come back anytime soon, then I think the top of the West will be Utah, Phoenix, and Clippers. Yeah. Then and there's he, Denver oh, who just lost ahead. today. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, oh, I was going to, I was just going to say that like 
for him too, the minutes aren't like anything that you're worrying about because he's only started once for the Lakers. He just started right. the last game against, against Brooklyn. That's where he got 34 minutes and, and did all of his do damage. 14 points, 11, uh, 11 assists. But outside of that, like he has been, it has been off the bench. It has been a clear, distinct role. And yes, his minutes have gone up slightly with, with LeBron and AD out, but he's a great guy to, to roster on your fantasy team because you're not necessarily worried. Like he is going to be integral to the Lakers success moving forward with LeBron and AD out, but also is in a rare position where when LeBron and AD, if they come back during the regular season, during the fantasy season, he's not going his he's suddenly not going to become a non-factor because we've seen him in that role and he's still contributed like the Lakers especially like LeBron seems super high on this kid and when LeBron yeah. is super high on you like you will get playing time uh and so that's and that's has shown throughout this season uh and so the fact that he is playing well when he's gotten a, a larger workload and and is a larger part of the team awesome uh but we've also seen that when he is role player coming off of the bench along LeBron and uh, AD that he still gets you decent fantasy production. So I, I think he's, he's a really good guy to, for you to be rostering without too much worry about like, Ooh, eventually I'm going to need to make sure I like remember to drop him because even if LeBron and AD come back, which I, who knows, maybe they will if push really comes to shove. Like if they are possibly make, not even making the play in game, but I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, they'd so have to crater. They've basically right. stayed like I think at 500. Yeah. yeah. Getting drum was a serious coup for them. Yeah. No, and good. that was a good addition. I mean, he just, <laughs> he, he looked great against the nets, but again, that's against the nets. Um, there is a defined role for Talon. The Lakers <laughs> did not trade him. Yep. Like, this is, we believe in you. You are part of the future. I think you could make a pretty good argument that you'd rather have him than Kyle Kuzma going forward. Um, and when Kuzma isn't getting as many minutes or if he sits out, then I think those minutes and shots go to Taylor Horton Tucker and he costs yep. you nothing. So yep. yeah, give it a shot. hundred percent agree. Uh, do you have any from the logo guys? Um, I do don't uh just again like everyone pay attention or keep your eye out for rondo yeah uh especially and cole anthony i guess boogie too if you want but um you know rondo's a guy that can easily get you 10 dimes when yes. Kawhi and yes. pg are playing as well um and with pat beverly out uh for four to six weeks i i think rondo will be playing a lot totally no i yeah i think rondo's a very good guy to Maybe you're not adding him right now, but you're certainly paying attention to him. Uh, let us take a quick ad break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's move on to studs and duds then. Uh, this is where both Natty and I pick a player who we think will perform above average in fantasy this coming week and one who will underperform. Uh, like I said at the start of the show, Aaron Gordon did not do what I needed him to do against the Celtics in order to, uh, for me to get the win between our Aaron Gordon stutter dud battle. It is tough, but the Celtics got the win. So, you know, I'm all right with that. Look uh, on the bright side. That's, you know what I, ha- that's what I have to do. Uh, Natty two and O again this week. Well Ooh, done, nice. sir. Aaron Gordon as your dud was a great call. Gary Trent jr. As your stud uh, was that great. That worked out. That worked out because <laughs> he put up 52 points last night. Uh, had minus eight the night before that. And yet, uh, he got you a net positive. He knew. So, he knew. He knew. He was like, "Oh shit, I gotta gotta throw in work right now in order to make sure Natty gets this win." So you are sitting at twelve and six. I went one and one, but I was right about Jaw having a ja- down week. So I will take uh, uh, ballsy points for that one. Uh, Eleven and seven on the year. Natty has f- after after a very slow start and one where I jumped out to a massive lead. Natty has finally caught up. With me and is taking the lead. This is some stunning turn of events. Uh, who's your stud for this week, Natty? <laughs> My stud, this might be stunning as well, is Kavon Looney. Oh, my God. Kavon Looney is this my is gonna stud. This is going to work out for you, and I'm going to be pissed as all hell. Uh, because James Wiseman looks like he's out for the year. Yeah, that w- that looked like a really awkward landing. That it was looked bad. Yeah, looked bad. he tore his meniscus. Yeah. Um, so... Looney is the last big standing in Golden State. They're going to have to play him. I think, you know, like bright side optimistic. He's a double-double waiting to happen if you give him the minutes. Um, Golden State's in a weird situation. They're currently in the 10th seed. They're 3-7 and over their last 10. I mean, even if they play Steph and everybody as much as they can, like they still might fall out. Um, But... You, you can't play without a center or at least somebody taking those minutes. So I think Wiseman's minutes go to Looney. And I think that all of his stats will be up over the next rest of the season, I suppose, since there's nobody else. Yeah. And you're in a, you've got a perfect position where uh, Javon Looney doesn't have a real high average that he needs to surpass. <laughs> so just Right. Exactly. And He'll he's only 1% rostered. <laughs> But also, they play Denver, the Thunder, Cleveland, and Boston. So, you know, like Denver, that's not a great defensive center matchup, and uh, maybe they'll try to run a lot. Uh, OKC has a young front court. Cleveland is Jared Allen, so that's rough. And Boston has the time lord, obviously. But there's no one else. So uh, I think by default, a technicality, that's what I'm (laughs) going with this week. Let's go, Looney. I like it. Uh, well, I, because the Celtics are playing the Warriors uh, and playing the Trailblazers, and then they are playing the Lakers, but, you know, I'm I'm, I'm willing to accept I this. Mean, drum isn't some elite defensive center. Well, I'm not going center. I am going with my boy, Marcus Matt. Oh, He's sure. Going, nice. I'm going to be my stud. He's been playing extremely well recently. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think that continues going up against the Trailblazers, Lakers, and Warriors. Like I said, I don't see a lot of uh, defense there. I think it's going to be all those games are going to be. The Celtics are a rare team that uh, mount a comeback down 17 to beat the Nuggets shortly after it takes 
Tatum dropping 53 and going into overtime to beat the Timberwolves. So who knows what this team is, uh, but you certainly can bet that they're going to play exciting, very close and probably high scoring games, which uh, lends itself to uh, to good fantasy production from, from their guard position. Uh, my dud for this week is uh, also on the Lakers. We're just sticking with hmm. two teams here. Uh, Montrez Harrell. Uh, I'm going to say he's playing the Knicks, the Hornets, the Celtics, and the Jazz. Obviously, anytime any big man goes up against Rudy Gobert, I will take uh, I will take that matchup as a dud. And then the Knicks, obviously, their defense has been great this year. The Hornets have eh, been solid. And then the Celtics, uh, I just think that with the addition of Drummond, Montrezl Harrell is is going to maybe have a, a lesser uh, a lesser fantasy production week than you are anticipating. Uh, who's your absolutely. dud? Uh, my dud is my boyfriend, PJ Washington. Ooh. Uh, not yeah. just because of the footsteps he hears from Jalen McDaniel. Um, but Charlotte plays the Lakers, the Cavs, the Nets, and the Blazers. The Nets have kind of a rougher front court than they had before. You know, the mm-hmm. revamped Blake and LMA and, you know, DA is still there. Um, and KD is back. So I think that it's a little bit tougher to play the Nets now than it was just a couple of weeks ago. And PJ just hasn't looked great recently. And so, you know, they can't really afford to have a slump from one of their key figures. So, uh, you know, I wonder if maybe they'll play him just a little bit less or maybe give him a game off or something. But I think he's my dud for the week. Yep. I like that call. He also, he had a game a couple, was it a couple weeks ago where he just did put up a big fat zero. So I think. Yeah, I mean, super young, you know, and uh, a lot is being asked of that team this year. Um, But it's all upward trajectory. I mean, they, this, oh, yeah. they, They should be in the playoffs going forward. You know, yeah, the future, the future does look good for them. They're in the fourth uh, seed right now, I think. Yeah, they are. All right. Before we go, Natty, time for you to say more shit. Do you have anything left to leave us with before we depart? Uh, I am just curious about two teams. Hit me. The Bulls, like I said before, are three and seven over their last 10 games and the Spurs are two and eight. There's b- both of those teams, I think, are better than a lot of other teams, especially in the East. But both of them could also fall out. So I am curious to see if they can rebound from these bad couple of weeks, especially the Bulls. Yeah, the like Bulls, if they the, don't the, the Bulls ahead. the Bulls fall out after the Vucevic trade that was very much like, hey, we are trying to put a team around Zach Levine. Like we are going to build you a contender, Zach Levine, or we're going to build you a playoff team so that you stick around like it would be pretty rough if they, I mean, they're already struggling. It'd be pretty rough if they then ultimately fell out the Spurs, the Spurs, I feel less anxious about the bulls. I totally agree with you. That is, that would be, that would be a big blow to them. If they, if they kept the losing streak. Also, I, I mean, I think it's sort of embarrassing. I totally. mean, Chicago should be a playoff team this year. If Zach Levine's actually as good as we've been saying, and if Vooch is actually as good, I mean, the Bulls haven't gotten the production that they wanted from Markinen and from Wendell. They shipped Wendell out and, you know, the finisher has good games and then it looks like he's just not there at all. Uh, but you, 
you are in a position to be a playoff team when the season started. You're still in a position to be the play to be a you should be a playoff team. Yeah. Um, so I think the Bulls are going to try real, real hard over the next little while to improve their standing and just make sure that they don't get embarrassed in front of everybody. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would agree with that. You would hate, but to it's see great. It. I hope they don't make it. Fuck them. <laughs> Go Pistons. Daddy taking sympathy for the Bulls for all of one minute and then his true Pistons fandom kicks in, which, you know, rightfully so. I'm impressed that you were able to conjure a minute of sympathy for them. Well done. But I, I do think that the play-in games will be interesting this year. Um, oh, I think yeah. they'll, uh, you know, like, it, let's say the Warriors are in a play-in game. That's one game where Steph Curry can be like, I'm the MVP and could right. have an incredible game. Um, if the Pelicans make it in, you get points Zion. Uh, you know, if the Spurs don't make it, then that's like, well, now a boring team isn't in the playoffs. So I agree with you on that front. Um, people probably don't care as much, but uh, the playing games should be pretty fun this year. I think, I think those are here to stay. Yeah, no, I think they're, they're great entertainment and they are, they seemingly lead to great basketball. Uh, all right. Well, make sure you subscribe to the fake teams podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball and fantasy football shows, fantasy ba- baseball. You know it. If you've been playing it, we're full week in and we have all kinds of good stuff on both podcast and fake teams.com. So make sure you check that out. Follow us on Twitter at the long two podcast. Natty until next week, stay safe and get healthy. My friend. Thank you very much. Uh, you remain healthy and I will. good luck to your green team over the next week. Let's go. Marcus smart. Yes. Yes. Kindly. Kind of.